Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Great to be with you here on Inside Sources KSL. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And we've been talking about this through the program today, uh, talking about a, a moonshot moment for the state of Utah. Uh, Utah's 55-day moonshot moment, to be exact, our quest to quell the pandemic. Uh, in 1962, it was uh, President John F. Kennedy. He delivered uh, what would become a landmark and visionary speech at Rice University in Texas, and he invited the American people to be part of and play a part in a cause and a story that would not only transform life on Earth, but propel humanity towards uh, the heavens above and to the moon and beyond. And as he described that audacious endeavor of putting an American on the moon, uh, Kennedy did something really interesting. He warned citizens that the cynics would criticize, that the, the timid and the small-minded would, would question and that the opposing forces would obstruct and, and get in the way. But Kennedy saw the race to the moon as a chance to unite the nation through a generational challenge that would surely bring out the best of America, even our better angels. He said of the, the moonshot moment, its conquest deserves the best of all mankind and its opportunity for peaceful cooperation may never come again. Think about that an opportunity for peaceful cooperation that may never come again. I believe we have those kind of opportunities in front of us. And, of course, the skeptics and the cynics are saying, why the moon? Why choose that as the goal? Why climb those high mountains? Well, if you have to ask the question, uh, you're, you're missing it. So President Kennedy's appeal for every citizen to do their part was the center of what gave him confidence that we could get it done. And then he punctuated it with this stirring and memorable moment. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone. And one we intend to win. To me, that is the the call of the ages for all of us, especially in the midst of a pandemic. We choose these kind of challenges not because they're easy, but because they're hard. Because to go after that kind of goal, that kind of moonshot goal, will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. It's one we are un that we are willing to accept unwilling to postpone and one which we intend to win i i believe in that i believe in that in the country called america i believe that in a place called utah and over the past four months utahns and american citizens around the world really have attempted to deal with the coronavirus and states and entire countries have struggled with what to do, what government mandates were needed and necessary, how to get individuals and communities to take appropriate action. Uh, we had early success here in the state of Utah, uh, flattening the curve, 
Those were the results of responsible citizens acting responsibly. In other places, government mandates were met with resistance. They achieved limited and often sporadic success. And, of course, now we're seeing this uh, current spike in cases. And it's calling into question what's been done and what has been left undone. The economy's teetering. Another shutdown would be absolutely devastating. The upcoming school year is in question. We're trying to figure that all out. And this rising crisis is going to require some character and some commitment if we're going to quell it and if we're going to crush this thing. Now, there is a portion of the population that views mask wearing as just a purely political issue uh, rather than a way to protect other people and keep the state up and running. Uh, And I'm not going to argue that point. I don't care where you fall on that. If you're a mask skeptic, no problem. The, the thing that we have to get past, though, is the fear-mongering, because the fear-mongering on both extremes is real, and it's time for everyone to lay down the Twitter battles. Let's end the social media rants. Let's get rid of the fake fights and the false choices. It is time for the people of this state to lift our gaze a little bit and go big. Nobody does it better than Utah, and I mean moonshot big. So here are some compelling questions for every single Utah to think through. If you believe it is vital for your children and grandchildren to be in school in the fall, what are you willing to do? If you want to meet friends at the mall, celebrate a birthday, go to church services, what are you willing to do? If you want to support the local economy, keep it going, build your business, advance your career, serve in your community, play sports, provide for your family, And have Utah lead the nation out of the pandemic? What are you willing to do today? So this is what I believe. I believe Utah's moonshot moment is a shot at a common cause. All of us coming together to take on the challenge. And in taking on and taking out COVID-19, we can actually show the country that Utah, this beautiful laboratory of democracy, has a model for problem solving that works. And it begins at home, in our neighborhoods, and in our communities. So here it is, Utah's 55-day moonshot. It's our quest to quell the pandemic. So Labor Day is 55 days away tomorrow. A 55-day moonshot is more than doable for the people of this state. So for 55 days... In a show of solidarity, commitment, shared sacrifice, everyone can wear a mask, maintain social distance, isolate as needed, support and celebrate health care workers, care for vulnerable neighbors, engage appropriately with local businesses, and I would even add, pray for some heavenly help. For 55 days, Utahs, Utahns can mask their face and unmask the soul of a state the world should watch. For 55 days, Without shaming, judging, or value signaling, Utahns can simply come together. When we encounter someone without a mask, we can assume the best, not the worst. We can encourage positive behavior and engage in elevated, critical conversations. For 55 days, families can make tough choices about funerals and weddings and get-togethers. And for 55 days, we can find really creative and unique ways to celebrate our fellow Utahns. And there's many, many more things that we can do, but we can come together for 55 days. Surely a state that can produce through volunteers nearly 6 million masks in a matter of weeks can don those masks for 55 days. 
if we can choose this moonshot moment, not because it's easy, but because it's hard, then we can be in a place to actually move forward in a significant way. We're going to talk a lot about this in the coming days, much more about our moonshot moment. 55 days. Join us. Join us for 55 days. Let's quash and quell the pandemic and show the nation that Utah is going to lead the way. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us today. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something to make a difference. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.